0: back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> until mayonnaise goes all over the place. Hey, 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 how you doing, guys and dolls? It's your old pal, swinging Sammy Bean. I'm sitting here in Atlantic City with a couple of crazy, cool cats who you're just going to love. We got my man, Russell the Hustle Huggett, my man, Cameron Big Money Atkinson, playing the trombone. He's blowing that bone. (laughs) Now, folks, let me tell you a little joke, okay? An Italian, a Polak, and a nun walking to a bar, and boy, oh boy, that got old quick. Fellas, ladies, hello. Sam Bean, how are you? Welcome to the 805 In Revolt podcast. It is officially episode five. I am here with...
1: Russell Emerson Hoggart. Cameron Atkinson.
0: Cameron Atkinson. Our friend Jeep Thatcher is not with us. Unfortunately, on our return flight to Paris, he was stopped at the airport and detained indefinitely. We do not know where he is now, but something about Jeep having connections to a Corsican separatist group that may or may not have been involved in some car bombings in the late 90s, we don't know what happened. All we know is a couple guys popped out of a black van and took jeep away so he's not going to be here but we're here three strong still standing fellas i gotta ask to start the show what are you grateful for what brings you gratitude russell let's start with you come on in here
1: well what brings me gratitude uh gratitude ratatouille 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 was a good movie uh, what brings me gratitude is seeing Pixar movies fail. Um, I do not like Pixar. Um, I believe it is all terrible uh, nowadays. They bring in uh, in Pixar movies these characters that that don 't really relate to kids they 're just meant to be there for the drama and the gleam and oh this one is for the girls and this one 's for the boys i mean I, I, I miss the times when i i, I know i 'm going on too long, but i 'm very passionate about this and Let's just say, you know, um, Pixar better watch out.
0: Pixar better watch out. Look, better who's back, back again? Back. <laughs> hey, uh, who's playing blackjack tonight? Cameron, come on in here and tell us what you're grateful for. And man, check out the spaghetti buffet. <laughs> I hate my wife.
2: <laughs> oh, man, I'm just so grateful for The Boys. I think we're going to be getting... A special guest within the next week or two. That's right. F- we have a big, big VIP
0: flying in from the big NYC. Bing bang boom.
2: Indeedly do. Shout out Ovaltine. Got oh, me
0: through uh, middle school without a doubt. Grateful for all that. Well, folks, I bring up gratitude because if you are living in Ohio, you've no doubt seen the brand new blue and yellow yard signs that say oh. "Grateful, alive and well in the Ohio Valley." Now. I have a very... What the fuck is that? Let's just say, this sign to me is the epitome of this newfangled, upper-middle-class arrogance. I suppose it's not newfangled, but the sort of new way that it's uh, manifested. Grateful, alive, and well. To put that up in front of your house in the midst of a global pandemic where millions of human beings have died around the world and, like, morgues are overflowing... You know, maybe it's a little uh, bad timing. Maybe you should read the room a little bit better. But no, you're alive and well. We're doing great here, and we're grateful. I think it's it's certain
1: Ojai people that are trying to get on the whole, like, L.A. people, get out of here. You know, we're alive and well in Ojai. We're grateful. Uh-huh. For, like, kind of saying that to the L.A. people. But that's not the right direction. That's not how it comes as, off. It's not, yeah.
0: It's not the vibe I get. Yeah. And it I, just makes me angry. There's there's very few things I find more irritating than that sort of performative gratitude. It's like when you'd be over to a friend's house for dinner and it was like the most oh hi new age mom Thing where i would be like okay guys before we have dinner let's say our peaks and our valleys <laughs> our high point and our low point it's like lady can we just say the our father and like be like hey look I masturbated three times I'm sorry I'm going to hell <laughs> do we really have to do this new age bullshit peaks and valleys okay you wanna know my peak my peak was the three minute period right after I woke up when I was lying on my side in a puddle of my own drool and sweat wondering wait am I dead just barely existing. In my valley, the lowest point of my day is when you ask that dumb fucking question.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's those shirts. Uh, <laughs> life is good.
0: Oh.
1: Now, oh my God. Those <laughs> are so popular. And I don't know. I guess um, my mom. You know, she sort With like sort the of
0: smile, the life is good. Like the smiling but, hiker. Yeah. Or whatever. a guy, a, a guy in a guy in a canoe. <laughs> Guy time. flipping burgers, life is good.
1: And over periods of time um, of getting gifts from random people during Christmas holidays or the fact that she was a teacher, my mom ended up getting a lot of these and she just usually kind of wear them um, uh, for pajama clothes. And recently she saw of them and she just commented on them and she, you know, we're in this pandemic, she looks at them and she's like, I should not have these. She just threw them all away, so... <laughs> good for her uh, I'm a shout out yeah
0: that was a that was a sigma move dude life is awesome no there's something about there's this new kind of yard sign craze we have also the mm-hmm. uh, coral pink peace sign oh yeah yard yard insignias what and then is there that is that? also the Ohio love yard signs yeah, with, would, th- with the red heart yeah it's I go kind past of a, a these, yard sign renaissance
1: and I, and I see the like you know the peace sign and I'm like what does that mean Jesus, like, what are you saying with that? Like, peace, yeah. man. It's like, okay. Peace, brother. Hey, cool. brother. Like, I'm just saying peace. I'm Slightly just saying Slightly stupid, peace, brother.
0: brother. I'm Revolution, not. brother. I ain't
1: gonna do nothing about it or no, help anyone, brother. but
0: peace. Hey, peace, brother. Same for pre- you. What you mean Afghanistan, brother? <laughs> Me and my boys out here on star brother. We're
1: fine in Ohio Peace.
0: We're alive and well, and we're grateful. <laughs> we are so, 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 so grateful for uh-huh. To be honest.
1: Glowing. Don't you love the negative Nancys? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Don't listen to the haters. Keep staying positive. There is this sort of strain of, I would call it, tyrannical positivity in the American mindset. Uh, Not the Neapolitan mindset. The American mindset. Let's just call it the the broad sort of communal culture. There's this, there's this drive, this constant need to be happy and to be positive and to always be smiling. Rain or shine, I'm going to get mine. Happy, happy, happy. It's toxic and it's its own form of brutality and of psychological warfare. It's really evil it's and sick and twisted. On the com- every commercial you see
1: for anything. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy. Just happy. They make happy, it really happy.
0: Big, happy family having a good time. You know who else is having a good time? Donald J. Trump. The man, the myth, the menace was back in full effect at CPAC, which is the Republican Comic Con, if you will. It's the big Republican shindig they have every year, and he gave the keynote address. And this was his first um, public appearance, certainly his first speech since the uh, election. And I tuned into it, and it was kind of like... It's what I imagine it's like when you go see Billy Joel in Las Vegas, or like Elton John, and they just play the hits. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing deep cuts. They're not doing new material. They're just doing the hits. He's just doing Piano Man.
1: They're having, they're having a little high school reunion.
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, everybody, it's Billy Joel. Want to hear Piano Man again? <laughs> and then, of course they do. You know, it's, it's yeah. Vegas, baby. Everyone's loaded. And so Trump goes up there, and he just does the hits. He, he goes, he goes, piano man, we didn't start the fire. You may be right. I may be crazy. And for Trump, that's immigration. He did a big, immigration was his bread and butter back in the first campaign. And he was all about immigration. That's, he came out swinging on immigration. Then, then there was this, I, I maybe it's not a new song, but he had a new twist to the red baiting, calling the Democrats socialists, but now he was just straight up calling them communists.
1: Uh. So that
0: was fun. And yeah, it was just a lot of this, more of the same, but the one thing, the kind of the fortune within the fortune cookie was he said, who knows, maybe I'll beat the Democrats a third time. Maybe I'll beat him a third time, folks. And the room went wild. So it's kind of like he... Just he
1: did that. He wanted to get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably... Him, no, he's not running again. Come, he's seat. not
0: running again. <laughs> it's like the post-credit Marvel scene, though. Like, maybe no, I'll be man. back. Maybe I'll come back and deal with this Avengers. I don't know. Maybe I will. And <laughs> Trump it, is,
1: a, is a post-credit scene in a movie that never has a sequel. <laughs> yeah,
0: he is the <laughs> perpetual post-credit scene. So, yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about CPAC? We also had our good friend, Lion Ted Cruz, in full effect. Cameron, you and Ted Cruz, uh, I believe, were in business together. We went on a cruise. You went on a carnival cruise to <laughs> Boca Raton, mm-hmm. uh, from Boca Raton to the Bahamas. So, uh, tell us a little bit more about your pal, Lion Ted. Oh yeah, it was a swell little trip. We stayed away from the weather
2: and
1: you get on you get on any swells. Big no swells,
2: surfing? absolutely, hundred percent. Guy's a goofball. He reminds me of that Tim Allen Santa Claus movie when the replica robot Santa comes out. That's what he's looking like these days. I don't
1: think I've even seen that movie, but I can just picture. I'm just picturing Ted Cruz as Santa and a bad Santa. I believe
0: it's the Santa Claus Two. Some sort. There's some sort of devious plot to replace Santa with a automaton false god, and Tim Allen has to do battle with himself. Um, Was he
1: originally going to cast? Ted Cruz, because I know Tim Allen is. A oh, he just man. looks so greasy these days. <laughs> he might have been yeah, friends with Ted, Cruz.
0: Ted has been sauced. I think he's he's I think he's drinking. Mm-hmm. But his speech was wild because he was he kept quoting. He's like, "Remember the words of William Wallace." <laughs> they will not take our freedom <laughs> but that's actually not william wallace that's mel gibson's highly fictionalized hollywood portrayal of william wallace it's not it's actually, actually not william actually what wallace. the scottish independence no. activist said it was just mel gibson's you know um, like 80% fictional how take lost? on the character that just
1: shows how lost he is in he's like, lost in the sauce. Like, boy's like, lost
0: he's trying to be a meme I want to learn about too. this
1: man
2: so also, watch Eastwood. on his team helping him out is <laughs> as lost as can be as well, well. He's, 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 tra- God, he's, he's trying tr- to be
0: rogue he's trying to meme himself he's trying to become like he's trying to go viral like yeah. bernie with the mittens like, t- isn't the yeah beard? but that's the thing is that's effortless like bernie yeah. never tried to do that the guy is an effortless meme
1: yeah he's never actually he's not the type of guy to get in the mood to actually like pull something he's no just no bored. He, he's effortless <laughs> like
0: he is himself yeah. he's authentically himself Ted Cruz is that dude you had in in a social studies class who had really Republican parents. Ooh. Who was sitting in the back and would always argue with the teacher? Mm-hmm. Um, so, actually,
1: or like they just. My dad. The teacher thinks. would just yeah, <laughs> yeah. say something and you hear them scoff in the back. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They would, say they would have their
0: headphones in, one yeah. headphone in, they're listening psh. to Linkin Park yeah. and just kind of scoffing and like writing a, yeah, and a list of names. And when they turn their <laughs> essay
2: in, the teacher calls them up to have a word. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like but, uh, Ted, um, you seem to be advocating for <laughs> the use of sarin gas. That was a little weird. <laughs> Well, I think... (laughs) This is Ted Cruz, the man who, when he ran for president, advocated for carpet bombing the Middle East. Uh, Carpet bombing meaning just a non-targeted, non-strategic, full-bore, absolute just bombing campaign. Civilian areas and just just total warfare.
1: In fact, why don't we... uh... I think instead of bombing like that,
0: we should actually just drop carpets. Because that's probably... Yeah, they, probably like, they seem to good. like rugs. Um, I, Aladdin, all I know about that part of the world is they like rugs. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I know about the Middle East is they like rugs. they got
1: really nice designs. And they got rugs. spices. <laughs> <laughs> you ever no. Into a rug store.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. The Persian rug. I mean, Teddy Weddy, he's the, he's the guy who's always slipping on the banana peel. And he's the guy who like like tearing his pants at the beach. But he's it, trying to make this yeah. comeback. No, yeah, he jumps in and the wave just completely takes his. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know My what? shorts. It's, it's yeah. super
1: easy to compare him to someone that you know, you know, in school. Just you know, there's always a kid who's like a barn or something. Yeah, a he's lovable barn down. And then near like the end of high school, they come back. Senior year, and they're dressed
0: all fancy. And oh, they're stuff. trying to be lit. Yeah, or that's they, what Trump's kind of doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ted Cruz is the guy. <laughs> yeah. Ted Cruz is the guy with the ro- with the rolling backpack. And oh, he's just yes like, sir, mobbing down the Nordoff hallway, just on some kind of weird mission. Yeah.
2: But Never let hung. you sit on the seat on the bus with him. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, he his had guy, he was his
1: doing stuff. backpack had to go Navy's there. Annoying. And then yeah. He comes back senior year. He's like, I've got a real backpack now, but it's fucking huge. and yeah. it weighs a ton. It's like a like a <laughs> navy
0: sea bag. Yeah, yeah. Ted Cruz, I like I said, there's there is something I really relatable though about his light and his quest to become a <laughs> meme and the fact that Trump totally cucked him in the yeah. Republican primary all those years ago. Lion Ted. I call him Lion Ted and his wife, his wife, folks, have you seen his wife? <laughs> and he also insinuated his dad killed uh, Kennedy. I don't know if you remember that. Because oh, wow. Ted Cruz's dad was involved with some weird oh. Cuban political yeah, activism. Oh, he's oh, he's really that that and, like, and then that. Trump was like, maybe he shot Kennedy. I don't know. He could have done it. You never, know. <laughs> you never <laughs> know. You never know what Ted was lying. Ted. Ted. <laughs> So, it's a
1: mystery that probably will never be solved.
0: Oh, I what I wouldn't pay to get the transcript of Ted Cruz's therapy sessions. Oh, oh, he oh walk in there he, He's
1: probably <laughs> having therapy with his clone. Talking, to him. No, he probably has
2: to get a new therapist like every four weeks. Oh, if not even after every session. <laughs> every session, yeah. He, That's no. probably why he had to go to Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> Tried every
0: every therapist in Texas. And yeah, he <laughs> had to go down across the border to get get some Mexican <laughs> yes. relaxation therapy, some retail therapy at Senior Frogs. Maybe he's going to. Cabo Wabo. We should be asking questions about Sammy Hagar's role in all of this, Russell. Well,
1: uh, Sammy Hagar has been spotted in Cabo a lot. Yeah, he has a Ted, restaurant down Ted there. Ted Cruz. Uh, I think in two thousand no two thousand eight, February, uh, a little article came out. And it said that they were spotted together and they were stealing cows from ranchos down there. So I am assuming it's because because of the milk, but you never know what goes down like back behind the mountains of Cabo. So. Be careful, guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. Stay alert. Uh, watch your corners. Stay frosty. Well, as we move on from CPAC, and what a lovely event it was. Uh, Don Jr. and I were talking on the phone the whole time, and he, had, he was just so excited. And I love hearing my boy optimistic and enthusiastic because he gets depressed. And who doesn't get depressed? I get depressed. I'm depressed right now. And part of the reason I'm sad is because the people running our government, not the people at CPAC, the Democrats, the people who are in full control of our executive branch and our legislative branch, though their, their margin of control in the Senate is rather narrow, but they still, they're running the tables right now. It's a democratic world. And wouldn't you know it, they fucking suck. <laughs> and Joey B, who... Look, the guy has been on the wrong side of every consequential foreign policy decision throughout his term as a senator, as a vice president, and now as a president. I don't know what I was expecting. I I guess I was just trying to, like, you know, tell myself it was going to be okay and just, like, grab the stress ball and just count to ten. But wouldn't you know it? At the end of last month, he launched a airstrike into Syria, violating a sovereign country's airspace, and the people who he was targeting— The Popular Mobilization Forces, it's a Shia paramilitary group. It's not exclusively Shia, but it's primarily Shia Shia Muslims who are one of the main groups fighting ISIS and keeping ISIS at bay. And they were partially, I mean, they, they played a large role in the defeat of ISIS back in 2017. This is a group that is backed by Iran because Iran is sort of the Shia power broker in the Middle East. But it's a group that we have a lot of reasons to be friends with, to get along with, to work with. Primarily, they don't like ISIS. They don't like jihadism. And the compound that was targeted by our airstrike was on the border of Iraq and Syria. And it was there to make sure ISIS fighters weren't infiltrating through the border <laughs> and to keep like ISIS out of Syria. So this is sort of the arrogance and the haphazard devil-may-care nature of America's Middle East policy, where we attack people who should be our friends, and we team up with people who should be our enemies, in this case, Saudi Arabia, which is a brutal, autocratic monarchy that has a long track record of funding terrorism. Bin Laden, he was a Saudi dude who is deeply linked in with Saudi intelligence. The Taliban funded, and sort of the, the some of the architects of the Taliban's early days They're were... Um, yeah. Saudi intelligence, Pakistani intelligence, the ISI, Pakistan, another one of our friends in the region who isn't really our friend. I mean, they were hiding bin Laden in a safe house down the street from Pakistani West Point. So when Sleepy Creepy Joe launched this airstrike, it was tentatively the, the justification for it was that an American base had been attacked by a rocket. But nobody would be attacking anybody with rockets if we weren't there. This is the, the underlying problem here. It's like, well, they attacked us. It's like, we shouldn't be there
1: is pretty fucked up
0: yeah the way that human lives are used as bargaining chips and as a way to shore up status or prestige we killed this many guys and you know we can pump our chests and yeah it's a victory but it's not a victory because there is no victory no one can win in a war war itself is defeat and the ongoing war in the middle east right now that's sort of shaping all the different conflicts is the iran versus saudi arabia cold war which is driven primarily along secretarian lines as a Shia versus Sunni conflict. Saudi Arabia has formed this co- sort of a coalition with the other Gulf states. The UAE, is their, the United Arab Emirates, is their primary, kind of their, the Robin to their Batman. And the United States has tied itself into this coalition, and we're, we're down with Saudi Arabia. We've been down with Saudi Arabia, despite, as I already said, a very long, well-documented track record of them sponsoring terrorism. And the reason we get in bed with a regime as corrupt and as twisted as the Saudi monarchy is because we'll do whatever it takes to destroy Iran. In the late 1970s, when the Ayatollah came to power, and when the American hostage crisis kicked off in Iran, and when over 50 Americans were held hostage for over a year in the embassy, that wounded our country's pride that was it was like you know the chink in the armor like it was this this colossal global superpower brought to its knees by this new revolutionary government and that the memory of that crisis has haunted every single presidential administration from Jimmy Carter on and it doesn't matter Democrat Republican Iran is always the enemy always and the level of When Trump came in, he cranked up that level of animosity with something called the Maximum Pressure Campaign.
1: Great name. Yeah,
0: awesome name. Very cool name. Mm -hmm. Maximum Pressure. This was a campaign that was sort of the architects of it, the intellectual progenitors, were Michael Bolton, uh, notorious war hawk, mustached maniac, and Mike Pompeo, fanatical fundamentalist Christian who believes that God will come back to earth and smite us in hellfire. He genuinely believes in the rapture like that it's an actual factual reality. So
1: but in reality he just wants to drop hellfire on Iran. Yeah,
0: he himself <laughs> is he is uh, <laughs> a, <God. laughs> he is playing God. No, it's true. Yeah. Mike Pompeo um, probably one of the worst secretaries of state in our history. So this maximum pressure campaign we took what sanctions we had and just cranked it up to 11. And this is ca- causing the Iranian economy, even before the pandemic, to totally splinter and to just fall apart. You have people going hungry. People are starving. People can't get the medical supplies they need because we, we're basically doing a medieval style encirclement. Yeah. It's like we've dug a moat around the castle and we're just waiting for them to starve.
1: That's,
0: <laughs> That's how it works now. This is a medievalist like, way of thinking. We'll do whatever it takes. It's this hatred of Iran that's completely illogical because, in a lot of regards, they could be our friend. There could be a lot of mutual, you know, cooperation and a friendly bilateral relationship. That's
2: how it absolutely should be.
0: There's a lot of shared interests. A- alliances
2: should be little- Yeah,
0: there's a lot of shared interests. Uh, like I said already, partic- the main one is curbing jihadism and and genuine terrorism. Iran, being that they're the one of the few Shia-majority countries in the region, and that the Shia Muslims are time and again targeted by groups like ISIS for extermination, Iran has a vested interest in fighting terrorism, in fighting extremism, and fighting jihadism. So the fact that we've made them our enemy, and that things like in the beginning of 2020, Donald Trump orders an assassination of one of Iran's top generals, it's completely insane. And the man who he killed, General Soleimani, he was the leader of the IRGC's Quads Force. Force. And basically their purpose was to coordinate these groups like the popular mobilization groups who Joe Biden just hit. So the man we killed in the beginning of 2020 could have kept these dudes who launched the strike at our base in line. We basically took out a guy who was one of the voices of reason who could have helped things stay chill. So this is sort of the, I don't know. And just it,
1: Anytime you ask um, our politicians or just Joe Biden directly, the answer is always the same. Um, it's, it's always like, well, wait, don't you know the big picture? There's so much, you know, it, like I think a lot of Americans see this and they're like, well, our government, there must be something we don't know about that is important that we'll just, we just have to, you know, kind of like, you know, let it happen because it, it's all going to work out. Well, we've been in the Middle East since the 1960s involved. Yeah, even, least, even longer. I mean, even you can longer. go back to
0: Thomas Jefferson, the Barbary Wars. But, I mean, as I far mean, as,
1: yeah, as far as this region and, and these yeah. groups. as far as a I serious mean, presence, is, yeah.
0: you go back to the end of World War II. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's the same shit going on. So yeah. there's not some large, like... Uh, Thing. it's not we're not watching jack ryan
0: right no not, yeah jim a, from the office not is not the gonna season finale of he's not gonna get it he's not gonna get it going like just one shot one moment one opportunity mom's mm-hmm. spaghetti jim from the office he's gonna stop the shia vs sunni conflict that's been raging for centuries. centuries it's been raging since before george washington was even a a, a little drop of cum <laughs> it's been waging for so long and we're, just like, and we're just inserting ourselves into it to disastrous effect, making everything worse.
1: So much worse. We have our own interests, which are, t- and that uh, financial. Yes. Yeah, I mean, resource-driven. You know,
0: the resources and yeah,
1: and uh, we're just fucking with these uh, two groups, religious groups. Yeah, you know, we, we've groups. we've
0: entered into an ancient secretarian conflict so that a couple guys can make a quick buck. And the results have been disastrous for the Middle East. They've been disastrous for the United States. Think of all the Americans who have died over there.
1: Been disastrous for Muslims who yeah. now uh, everyone thinks in everywhere about the Middle East that they're, oh, they're going to they're gonna kill me, they're going to blow up, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. yeah. It's just painted a terrible picture.
0: No, and, and the destabilizing effect it's had on the region. I mean, ISIS would never have been a thing had America not knocked off Saddam there would have been no ISIS. And a lot of the groups who we were funding in the early years of the Syrian civil war to knock off Assad, they helped form the basis of ISIS. And they were sort of the early, like the beta test of ISIS. So this whole thing, it's a complete disaster. Uh, I advocate for, and I believe everyone should advocate for, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, whatever the fuck full and total withdrawal of American military presence from the Middle East. Not four years from now, not on a measured timeline set up by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but now, immediately, bring all the ships back, shut down all the bases, bring everybody the fuck home, and stop selling weapons to Saudi Arabia, who we know, we know the Saudis are using these weapons to take out hospitals, to take out civilian like population centers in the Yemeni Civil War. And Joe Biden... To his credit, he did sign a bill saying that we would halt the sale of offensive weapons to Saudi Arabia. But the loophole is offensive. Offensive. So what's, what's, who's to decide what's the difference between an offensive and a defensive weapon? Yep. And it's this game of semantics. It's this game of angles. And there's always a loophole. There's always a loophole.
1: There's always a, a drop of uh, someone saying, well, jihadist.
0: Right. Well, you know what jihad is. Radical.
1: It means it's a religious war. So if you go to war with a group of people, if you go to war with a group of people, and you're directly targeting their religion, and then they say this is a jihadist war, that's not a bad thing. That's just the truth. That's what a jihad is.
0: Right. A jihad is a holy war.
1: You're starting a war against a certain religion, so they feel oppressed, and they call it this is a jihadist.
0: Yeah, I mean the war on terror has probably been the greatest single driver of terrorism and like the ultimate recruiting tool for terrorist groups. So let's end it. Let's bring the troops home and let's try to have a good working relationship with Iran. And let's just, you know, yeah. let's, Hey, high school musical. Joe Biden. We're you know, all in we this know together. We are listening, Joe. Yeah. So, Joe, 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 Don't. we know you're listening. We know you got you're kicking back, you're drinking an Arnold Palmer, you're listening to a little bit of nice got jazz got music, ambiently. You got a couple kids, you're smelling some hair. Jill's in the corner, she's working on like her new, she's like knitting something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what if he
1: fucking like listened to it? And he was doing those exact things. And- we got storms. Yeah, yeah. I They're watching. How do you know I was I drink our own Oh, here's the thing. <laughs>
0: I like going to Palmer. My dad and I. I was a chimney sweep, but I would go up and up and there is a woman, she was a maid, and there was penguins. I danced with the penguins and we'd have a spoonful of sugar and as it make the medicine go down. And I'd <laughs> sing and dance. And my old man he worked on a boat and we'd go to a boat. Folks, here's the deal. I'm just, Folks, here's the deal. I used to be a wise guy. But nowadays uh corn pop. Um, come on. Pop. <laughs> come on, corn pop. I go to the pool. I'd see a black fella, I'd say, do a cannonball.
1: He's just being a wise guy.
0: <laughs> I see uh I'd see a nation fella, I'd say, Hey, uh, how you doing? I love
1: uh you're a good guy. <laughs> I see guys in the Middle East. I say, throw
0: bombs at them. I say maybe we should uh, perpetuate a decades-long holy war, and it actually is a genocide that we're waging, yeah. and, <laughs> and propagate hatred, and, and, right. and disseminate false information, and maybe uh, I'm a wise guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. That does it, uh, <laughs> folks. I'm sorry if you could if you could hear my sweat through the microphone. If you could hear the angst and the Fury in my voice, it's because a guy didn't sleep last night. And when I don't sleep, I get on my half-baked wannabe geopolitics scholar mindset. My Wikipedia University attitude. But that's all right. Neapolitan is coming back. It's saving me strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. Love haters. Fuck haters. Become your haters. We're not
1: in school anymore.
0: We can use Wikipedia to cite sources. (laughs) Wikipedia is dank. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our entertainment quadrant. Lights, fashion, cameras, red carpet. Lights, fashion,
1: cameras, red carpet. Russell. So, um, looks like a lot of movies are coming out this year. Last year didn't have that many movies because, well, you know why. You know, Couldn't well, yeah, fucking I make them. Um, yeah, you definitely know
0: why. I know why. Why? I have the data. Oh, I have the information. You've sent the data. I've seen the information. I've seen the photos, Mr. President. So before Your I wife's get has got a nice good kiss today. You feel right Whatever happened to movies where it'd be a couple of cowboys riding across the desert and they'd see a couple of Indians and they'd say, "Hey, fellas, you want to have a powwow?" I mean, <laughs> what about a good uh, gangster flick where a guy gets a girl and a smoky Bar and a Bing Bang Boom, you know? <laughs>
1: What are you saying, huh? So, uh, we have some movies coming out this year. We have the new Suicide Squad. Ooh, um, which, solid pass. Food, I don't know what it's about. I have, I have nothing to know about it. Solid pass. So, we're going to pass that. Um, of course, there's going to be Marvel movies coming out probably oh, yeah, at yeah. least Until 10, the end of time. And, yeah, you won't know <laughs> what happens. There will be Marvel movies made until we're all dead. Uh, big news with the uh, 007 movie, because um, there's going to be a woman playing 007, and okay. some people oh, wow. are freaked out. I'm sure they um, are. I don't know. Is she just going to She's just in this Madden? movie. It's not like they've decided who's going to actually play James Bond. She's just 007.
0: It's, oh. it's a different thing. Uh, They're just trying something uh, completely different, then.
1: No, I don't think it even matters. No Maybe time to die.
0: I cannot stand James Bond movies. I will not comment, sir. Okay, I, 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 Sam Bain generally
1: generally hates um, most of these movies. I hate everything. In- yeah. Um, yeah, we like to be cynical here, but let's talk about and a little mystical. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about it. We a get a little mystical, but we also get a little <laughs> a new, cynical. New Fast and Furious coming Now, out. that's something <laughs> I'm excited about. Fast 9! But, Russell, I know you have a couple movies picked out that you're really excited about beyond all this. What you got?
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's get past the Middle East and Airstrikes and go into a movie I want to talk about that I think is probably going to be... It's going to win Best Picture of the oh, year. Oh, man. What is it? It's called Top Gun. Woo! <laughs> Maverick, yeah, the no second, more airstrikes. The second Top Gun, and oh man, I when I heard about that movie, I got a little excited when I heard about it, dude. And then sure. yeah, and then I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so absolutely, um, yeah. Uh, there's some people, you know, of course Tom Cruise is returning. I think as, he as Maverick. Yes, uh, he's really the only one returning. Val Kimmer, Kilmer is going
0: to have a small role. Oh, I love Val Kilmer. Yeah. Cannot say enough good things about Val If anything's going to save it, it's him. Iceman. 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 Iceman's going to be. You in. figured it out yet? Figure what out? Who the best pilot is. Oh,
1: <laughs> Iceman, stop. <laughs> so, Tom Cruise does what he wants to do. He likes to actually fly in real life, and he said, fuck it, we're making this, and we're going to get some young boys in here,
0: such as Miles Teller. Ma- oh, wow, hold on. <laughs> The coolest guy in Hollywood, Miles Tiller. Very cool young guy. The absolute coolest guy ever. Awesome. So cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then we have... Miles (laughs) Tiller. Nicholas Hout. He uh, was in the X-Men movies. And Glenn Powell. I'm not sure who that is. Anyway, apparently, all three... Apparently, all three... (laughs) were flown to the house of Tom Cruise getting ready for this film, and they went to him. Oh, my God. This is, this is real. I'm going to read it as it says. In July 2018, Miles Teller was, cool cast, was the cast of uh, Goose's son ugh, oh, cool. against uh, Nicholas Holt and Glenn Powell. The three were flown to the house of Tom Cruise, the star of the film, for chemistry tests.
0: Yes. Chemistry tests. Chemistry tests. Chemistry tests. Hmm. Mr. Miles Teller and, and
1: Miles Teller and Tom Cruise. Miles
0: Teller, Tom Cruise having chemistry tests. Uh, Tom Cruise is a state. They just say chemistry tests. Chemistry tests. Hey. Could mean. I right. have chemistry tests all the time. Yes. I fly young, attractive men to my house all the time for chemistry tests. <laughs> it's perfectly <laughs> natural to have chemistry tests. It's not like I'm a shady,
1: uh, shady guy. Tom Cruise is so Tom Cruise is chill. chill. He's like John Reeves.
0: Like Reeves. He's like not part Reeves. of he's a futuristic some, cult.
2: Some, some big old rage videos of Tom Cruise working on this video.
1: Yes, he's uh, very intense
0: and very scary. I would never I go go Tom to Cruise well he's like a level twenty Scientologist. So yeah. he, he could out though. He could kill someone with a samurai sword That's and they would says. just cover it up. Yeah, right. When yeah. you're when you're at Tom Cruise's level of Scientology, you can get away with murder. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. David well, Miscavige, the leader of Scientology, got, with got away with killing <laughs> yeah, his wife. They they did that. They they kill people on the rags. So, so uh chemistry tests, it was either an orgy or Tom Cruise had them like run across hot coals and was like shooting live <laughs> ammo over their head. Yeah.
2: You wanna be a fucking pilot? What? You wanna be a fucking top gun? Spinning them. Yeah, Friends. like an
0: astronaut simulator yeah. or just like locked him in a basement and just... Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be the surprised if they are going to come out as a Scientologist tried too. To, tried, to sign yeah. them, tried
2: to sign them all up for Scientology.
1: Yeah, they yeah. had to get the Thetans out of their spine. Um, but uh, let's go on to uh, a <clears throat> a star who is actually very nice and cool. And he talks kind of like this, uh, low volume all the time. His name's Keanu Reeves. And they're making... making Matrix 4. Now, Whoa. that's really... It's just interesting Whoa. to hear that. Yeah, that is. There's not a lot of news on it. Um, What's her
0: name? Uh, who plays Trinity. Trinity. Um, Trinity, yo. She will be in it. Yo, you looking dope, Trinity. <laughs> it's your boy, Richie. At 805 <laughs> Richie. What's up, girl? She dope. <laughs> she dope. Yo, she way crazy. And,
1: uh... What's... Oh. Jada Pinkett
0: Smith Jada Pinkett dude. She will be returning as well Broke but not Messed up my man Will's heart <laughs> What did you do Jada? Jada oh. What did you do? We could get into that I don't know. Yeah <laughs> on a well We'll have them both on the show For a tell all Lawrence um,
1: Fishburne will not be in it
0: Yeah well, he's got he's, he's, been, he's made some power moves he's recently He's been in John Wick So it's kind of weird He's been working with <laughs> He's made some power moves Over the last couple of years as long as we're talking about movies, can we talk about the fact that the the guy who's writing Top Gun Maverick is the guy who wrote Transformers Age of Extinction? Can we talk about the fact that a guy who wrote one of my favorite films <laughs> is writing the sequel to another one of my favorite films? The first the first Top Gun is why I joined the Navy after high school. I was like, this is it. I'll hang out with my friends, We'll slap each other on the ass. We'll play volleyball. Kenny Loggins' music will ambiently be playing everywhere I go. I'm going to have a motorcycle, and guys are going to call me Iceman. Turns out, spoiler alert, none of that happened. But Top Gun is such a good movie, it convinced me to do something I knew was antithetical to my personage and joining the military because I was like, what if I could be Maverick? Just for a day.
1: Then Tom (laughs) Cruise came along, and he said, no, off. no there's only one <laughs>
0: maverick and his name is tom but speaking of maverick he's going to be reading lines that were written for him by the man who wrote transformers age of extinction
1: do you know who was in that movie who starred it
0: mac walbeck yes this is the best transformers movie because it has the dino bots and there's a scene <laughs> in this movie towards the end where Mark Wahlberg is having, in one of the few scenes without robots, oh, man. Mark Wahlberg's having a, a bare-knuckled brawl with this fool. And Mark Wahlberg's getting his ass kicked, which is, you're not used to seeing that. You're like, whoa, Mark is in trouble. And in an act of desperation, he reaches into the rubble of this apartment they're fighting in. And he pulls out a pigskin of football. And the guy is standing in front of oh, an open wow. window. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls out a knife. He says, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And Mark Wahlberg throws a perfect spiral. I mean, a textbook Philip Rivers chef's kiss spiral. Right at this guy's fucking dome. Direct hit. The guy falls. He loses his balance. Trips goes, whoa, whoa Falls out of the window to his death. It's the most it's incredible so... scene.
1: Somebody signed this, man.
0: When I saw that happen.
1: This guy, so... This guy wrote that scene. Yeah, okay. And, and if you can write... He wrote a scene that said, his character, you know, Tom, uh, Mark Wahlberg, what does he do? Uh,
0: picks picks throw, up a football. Picks up football,
1: throws that bad guy's head, falls out of a window. You've killed the bad guy. He
0: died, he died like a Disney villain,
2: yeah. Cameron. And these guys all do their own stunts. Mark Wahlberg, Thomas oh, Cruise. He really threw that football that oh, hard. I, I don't <laughs> doubt... I don't, like,
0: like, what... It's I don't doubt that Mark Wahlberg has a killer spiral. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no way that Mark Wahlberg doesn't have a dynamite spiral.
1: Yes, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, when it are comes you kidding to the me? hardest shit. I'm from he'll Boston. he
0: throw the fucking football, no doubt. What, you're telling me. You're what if there was a scene where, <laughs> where a football, where there was a Decepticon and he was going out of Dunkin' Donuts and I threw a snowball at his ball sack? What if me and my friends Joey and Donnie saw Decepticon and we whooped their ass with a baseball bat but it was a Vietnamese Decepticon. <laughs> that's right. Mark Wahlberg, America's favorite Boston action movie star, uh, has been convicted of numerous hate crimes against Asians. Yeah, uh, that's, that's actually
1: really, It's true.
0: It's true. Like this guy did numerous yeah, did. hate crimes in Boston which is a city known for its sort of white resentment, racism. Mark Wahlberg committed numerous hate crimes beat a guy half to death with a pool cue and now he's fighting robots and no one seems to give a shit so he's just a fucking Lone Survivor. He's just a tough guy who's gonna, the Taliban, the Autobots, whoever you are, whoever you are, you come for Dunkin' Donuts, I'm gonna fucking throw a football at your head. He took,
1: he took down the Taliban and, and Lone Survivor. Yes. Oh. He took down terrorists in that bomb, the movie about the Boston bombing. Oh, of course yeah. he's yeah. gonna be Patriots in that. Yeah, Patriots Day. Yeah. Patriots yeah. Or who else? He's, he takes these roles, and I don't know why he decided to fight robots. <laughs> that Maybe he didn't like dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably that.
0: He's a fucking. He's grown up as a dinosaur. I heard some of these like robots these are Yankees dinosaurs. fans. They're Yankees fans.
2: So I'm going to throw football at their fucking heads. Any other new movies?
0: Uh, there is a new movie, Cameron, that we are interested to talk to you about. Russell? It's a
1: pretty anticipated film, I guess. I don't know. Is it? Maybe. It's a jam. If you're,
2: if you're into it, I believe this is huge for you because it's been a while I'm since pumped. anything like this is
1: Pump it up with the jam.
2: Space jam.
0: There's a shadow huh? right oh, behind that? me. <laughs> no, we're talking about... Yeah, fuck it, yeah. Okay, we're talking about space
1: Great jam. Read spas. Ooh. Yes. The Combat of Mortals. Mortal Kombat. Another movie coming out. What do you yeah. think? You've I, played a lot of those, th- oh, those games. Oh, man. If, uh,
2: just to... Top it off. Our initial Mortal Kombat days were getting as baked as we possibly could in our homies' garage.
0: Mm-hmm. Shout outs, Will Looker.
2: Yeah. And
0: I mean, yeah, talking <laughs> as much
2: shit as we possibly could and button mashing. Of course, you know there's no other there way was, to play the you game. Play the, the it game took really. us maybe about like a year to really get into finishing moves and yeah, you got to do finishers, all that stuff. But
1: if you remember it, you have good time, oh, good boy. memories, and some dark am, stuff too.
2: I'm honestly pretty excited for this movie. It looks like they're gonna try to make it as realistic as they can, and as they can, as they I can. Mean, yeah, even
0: that the main character is the god of thunder. Yeah, yeah. Just like
2: with the blood and everything, because just like how the game was. like I think the first time I ever played Mortal Kombat was at um, Golf and Stuff. Oh, and, it yeah. like the the yeah. and it was like the OG. And it was like when place. you died, you fell down the pit and you got like stabbed by spikes. And like my mom was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Like she saw me playing that and she was like, you better get off this game, boy. Yeah. You grow up and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then mortal. And then, and then little <laughs> do I know, the next time I played it, We're all getting baked out of our minds, you know? Right, yeah. And And just smashing buttons. Just fucking button-mashing our little fingers, dude, getting cramps,
0: going off.
1: So we're going to skip past the old ones from the 90s that they made some Mortal Kombat movies. I actually like
0: those movies. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is great. The first one's a little iffy, but Annihilation is cool because Sindel is in it. (laughs) The Dark Queen of the Netherrealm, one of my (laughs) favorite, probably my favorite character to play as besides Ermac, but Ermac's a low-key character. Only true fans will know. I like Sindel. She wears a beautiful purple gown. She's got badass Carilla Deville hair. Yeah. And she's just, oh, Sindel, because you can spam with her, but if you know her power moves, you can also beat anybody. <laughs> I'll That's be your so power cool. move.
1: Um, yeah, so we got Mortal Kombat coming out. Um, there's still, I think you're kind of going with that style, still that, like, almost like trying to be low budget on purpose mm. yeah, yeah that's, no, what it, it, the,
2: that's definitely that's, what the trailer kind
0: of seemed like yeah. too. you can't I mean, you can't make a dark real like human driven film about skeleton assassins and gods of thunder and fire ninjas they're, they're
1: usually focused on getting actual martial
0: uh, martial artists yeah.
1: that maybe can't really act and they just say like Get over here! I was like, okay. Well, that's actually a
2: really good point, too, because it's like, are these guys going to be doing their own stunts for the most part?
1: Yeah, what you we'd sure? rather see in a Mortal Kombat. Like I when mean, when I think of that, I don't think of a story, so... Yeah, <laughs> i never played true. the missions.
0: All right, we are moving on from the world of entertainment, lights, fashion, cameras, and moving into the world of sports.
1: This edition with BMX, the
0: skateboard, etc., yeah. And here is our sports correspondent, Cameron Andrew Atkinson, the man, the myth, the man. The boy. Cameron, come on in here. We got to talk about sports. Hey, sports fans. All right. (laughs) You have a question from a sport fan, Finn Matei. He wants to know who is your all-time starting five basketball by position, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. So, Cameron, answer the sports fans question, please.
2: All right, Finn, this one kind of kept me up a few nights. It's a fucking wild question.
1: This is true. It's so a Cameron fucking a long time. hard question. appreciate it.
2: <laughs> there are so many good players for sure. So, starting point guard, my starting five would be Stephen Curry. My shooting guard would be Kobe Bryant. My small forward would be Kevin Durant. My power forward, I would have him as, I would, I would put Giannis onto as my power forward, and Shaquille O'Neal would be my center. Wow. My sixth man would be LeBron James, and the coach <laughs> would be <laughs> Phil Jackson. Oh my god! You oh yeah, dude, he's coming in hot and ready to fuck. <laughs> and he's ready to end the game all, at all times. <laughs> you
0: benched LeBron. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. Who's
1: coach.
2: Uh, Phil Jackson would be the coach. All right. that was a hard one I even left out Michael Jordan
1: If you're listening, give a round of applause for Cameron Yeah,
0: start clapping at home (laughs) Uh, I also have a starting five If you're interested My point guard would be Derek Fisher My shooting guard would be Vince Carter My small forward would be Brandon Wiz Ingram My number four, my power forward would be Kevin Garnett And my center would be Big Ben Wallace From the Detroit Pistons 2004 championship team Uh, That's my starting five, That's a fucking good team. Mm. All right, Cameron, what else is on your mind in the world of balls and nets? All righty. So we just
2: had the all-star game action going on today. Saw some interesting things happen. We saw Steph Curry, I think, score the most points in three-point history with 31. I'm not sure if that's correct, if anyone scored more than that, but he scored 31 and won the three-point contest. Which was kind of uh, kind of saw that one coming. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking really good shooter. He is. He's good at um, basketball. We got a. Uh, let's see what else we got. So the All Star game, it basically is kind of a trash game. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. Like <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it is yep. the greatest of the greats of the league playing against each other, but they don't try hard for they're, the most part. They throw up lobs from half court. They're playing you during know. their season. Yeah, they're playing in the, like. Right before some crazy trades are going down, and you know, it's fun fun for the young fans, I guess. But uh, this year, Team LeBron won one seventy to one fifty
1: against uh, against team. Uh, team Durant. And Durant wasn't there. Well, maybe he was there, but he's hurt. He wasn't on the team. He was there,
2: but uh, he's injured. But um, yeah, I mean. We watched it for a little bit. It was not as entertaining as it should be.
0: It was boring honestly. as usual yeah. and shitty and just a big marketing gimmick. Um, nice
1: slam dunk contests. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like a little going to the
0: circus Prob- for a little bit. Probably the one.
2: most least entertaining dunk contests we've seen. Not gonna lie. I mean, I uh, grew up
0: watching Dwight Howard do yeah. Superman. Yeah. So
2: and. I may uh, say his name wrong, but I think Anne-Ferese Simons from the Blazers was the winner of the dunk contest. So, shout-outs. Shout shout-outs. Woo! Woo! Oh, he got bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, little bunny. Some NBA news. The Nets just picked up Blake Griffin, six-time All-Star. They're using a veteran minimum contract to sign the man. Myth legend Blake Griffin.
0: Yeah, this is huge this is news big. for the Brooklyn Nets and for the NBA in general. They now have four high-caliber, big-time players in their starting lineup. I'd honestly say five because I think uh, DeAndre Jordan is a yeah. serious dude and people are sleeping on him. He's still got game. Still got but it. But Blake Griffin, big-time player, gnarly dude, not someone you want to be guarding. Not at all. The Nets, I think, are looking like the favorites right now. Cameron? I would tend to agree.
2: I'm still pulling for the Lakers without a doubt, but with the moves that the Nets are making right now, it's they're looking really fucking good. But um, outside of the NBA, the USC just had a few fights go down last night that, uh, that were pretty big. They were really, really big. We had Israel Adesanya step up from middleweight to fight the lightweight champ, John Black- Blackovich. He's a Poland beast I probably said his name wrong too uh, and Israel Adesanya, yes uh, he had his first loss in the UFC and it was a pretty close fight honestly I thought he'd have a little bit of trouble moving up but he kind of held his own up there but I think it's best that he sticks to middleweight I think that's where he dominates and does best we had Amanda Nunes defender belt again so it was a quick fight it was a uh, did she win? Yeah, yeah. It was it was not a much of a challenge for. Her. She's I think, from California, I think she, right? I'm not sure where she's from, honestly, but I think she she tapped her out with a triangle, and it was very quick. She's probably looking for another fight very soon.
1: What's that girl from um, the uh, Star Wars show? Right oh, there? she got
2: into some heat recently. Huh? What happened? I know. I don't know. She either. I think she said some some things, or she like. Look, she
1: said some
0: things. Oh, the the yeah. the Republican. Yeah, yeah that girl. what's uh, she's Italian. Gina something. Gina Caruso the sabuta. Um no, she got uh she got axed from the show cuz she was posting like Trump memes. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. she was posting just I mean Roll whatever. Uh, I don't like, I, uh, who cares if someone's memeing. Just like let them be on your show. I don't
1: It's Disney, dude. Yeah, if if real. everybody
0: who posted a Trump meme was to be excommunicated. Nobody would have an like I, uh, I don't know.
2: All right. Quick little last thing in sports, last thing in USC. We had a fight go down last night and it ended with an illegal knee by Petter Jan to Mon Sterling. And essentially it was a it was a close fight. Really good fight, honestly. Petter was winning in the round, probably gonna end up winning the fight. Need the guy in the face while his knees are still on the canvas, which is illegal. So you and can't
0: knee guys in the face?
2: you essentially you could throw like a flying knee or something when his feet are on the mm-hmm. ground you know what i mean like what's a flying what's a when flying knee you take knee. Off your foot and you throw it <laughs> yeah okay. yeah yeah you take <laughs> your, your knee like off and knee? You throw it no, like it's a when frisbee you just do a high kick
1: and then he hits him in
2: the face so it's like if you were to jump and just like throw your knee know. up and like either into like his stomach or face oh, okay. or whatever you know he what i mean but he was him so, so yeah his hands were just it's coming like up off the off the mat and both knees were still down and that's and the ref literally it's on camera says he's down <laughs> so, don't do that shit. And basically, this guy just lost now. his opportunity to become champion because he fought sloppy. And his team, his his corner was sloppy. And, you know, they, they told him to do it. And final outcome was he's not the champion and they're probably going to end up having to fight again. And it's just like, yeah, that's it.
1: All right. That's All right. it for the I got my top report. five team, actually. Oh, I want to hear this. I'm ready. Um, I'm not gonna put anyone in, in positions. I think they could all do well. So we have Michael Bay, Shia LaBeouf, Tyrese Gibson, <laughs> oh. Megan Fox. Um, I think we'll go with Rachel Taylor and John Voight. I think that was six, maybe. That
0: is a monstrous starting lineup.
1: Yeah, I
2: yeah. uh, see them is coming on. And a, just, the NBA needs to sign this wrong. man as ex GM. <laughs> <because laughs> the NBA needs John Voight. Was,
0: yeah. Can we get yeah. John Voight a John contract? Voight. Can we get John motherfucking Voight he'd out there? put on there?
1: like a old uniform. Oh, like, short, no, shorts, I mean a, short, short, like shorts. Bit, yeah. Yeah,
0: you yeah. would yeah, yeah, have a big yeah.
1: shirt on, but shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, Ugh, and hustle out there. John Voight,
0: he's, John Voight is like, hey, listen. <laughs> Remember Anaconda, where John Voight was the Cajun, <laughs> he was, the yeah, boat captain? Or, I'm gonna take you up this river to get this uh,
1: snake here. Was he in holes? No, that No, he wasn't holes. He was Mister Sir. Yeah, he was Mister Sir. That's what I Jesus. thought. Yeah.
0: John Voight is a legend, and yeah. of course he was in Transformers missed... One. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I mean, as the Secretary of Defense, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think he might have actually—I think he might actually believe he still is the Secretary of Defense—and yeah. that he yeah.
1: owns a, <laughs> the yeah. camp at for yeah. Holes. Yeah. John Voight's a little
0: unhinged recently, but who isn't? Yeah. Because yeah. madness is in the air. I mean, it's 2021. It sounds like we're living in the future, but the way people are acting, it feels like we're living in the past. These recurrent patterns of abuse, of neglect, of sadness. It's a weird time to be alive. The pandemic rages on. It's almost indefinite. Some people are getting the juice. Some people aren't getting the juice. Will the juice even be effective against new strains? Questions abound. It's very much a trying time to be a person so john voigt if you want to have a panic attack hey this one's on the house this one's on the house bud i mean i had a panic attack well folks i've been getting some questions some people have been asking me sam i'm so fascinated by the neapolitan mindset i'm just curious (laughs) how do i start how does a true neapolitan mindset sigma male start his day off and I Probably will tell you. Probably
1: 250 questions a day. Like I
0: that. will tell you right now. I, they, they come in from all over the world. Yeah. How do I? I want, I want to know, because a lot of these guys, they have morning routines. This is my morning routine. A lot of these Instagram influencers have a morning routine. Well, I also have a morning routine. And if you'd like to hear it, I'll tell you right now. So I wake up at about 10.38 a.m. Like I already mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, I lie there motionless on my side in a puddle of my own spittle for a few minutes, just staring at the door wondering, God, am I dead? Is this hell? Have you finally delivered me from my earthly bonds? Then after, you know, maybe five, six, sometimes even 20 minutes of doing that, I get up, I go to the bathroom. I get a toothbrush and I put some toothpaste on it, a little water, and I brush my teeth. Then I put open the toilet lid, I put the toilet lid up, and I grab one hand, and I wrap it around this thing that I have below my belly button, and I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> back and forth until mayonnaise goes all over the place, and I have mayonnaise for the rest of the day. And I save it in my hand, and I put my mayonnaise in a little uh, little sandwich baggie, and I put it in the freezer. That, so that You don't have to pay for your mayonnaise if you do this, folks. If you have one of these things... <laughs> I don't know if it's because it's genetic, but I have this thing below my belly button, and it, it makes we're mayonnaise. Breaking, uh, just yeah, it's, we're here breaking, yeah, we're breaking scientific ground. So this is how you have Neapolitan mindset in the morning. Okay, you get your mayonnaise, you put it in the freezer. You're going to use that later. Okay, no. so then you you get you get your computer or your smartphone, and you spend about two hours looking at 9/11 conspiracy videos. Two hours minimum, minimum. If you want to have Turkey Hill Neapolitan, not Briar's Neapolitan, Turkey Hill level, four hours. Of 9-11 conspiracies. Now, if you have a cat or a dog or any kind of pet, it's important not to feed the pet. (laughs) Do not feed the pet. Wait till they're whining and you scream at them when they whine. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! You yell at your pet. Okay, then... It's time to eat breakfast. So you take six eggs, you crack them, you fry them up, you make a big scramble, and then two scoops of Neapolitan, of course, with your eggs. Gobble, 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 like a turkey, turkey hill. Then you go outside. Now it's time for exercise. You do a thousand push-ups, you do a thousand squats, and you smash your head against a wall or maybe a concrete floor or a fence. Just bash your head until the red sweat comes out, and then you go take a little shao, and you wash all your dirty parts, and you you use soap or maybe you use your own spit, and you just clean yourself up. You get nice and spick and span, and then you go back on the computer and you just you send out a couple threatening emails. To like government organizations, maybe to your ex-girlfriend, maybe to your mom. You send out some some veiled threats. Nothing no explicit threatening language, but just veiled angst. Okay, now it's time for lunch. Go get the mayonnaise from the fridge. Take it, eat it with two fingers. Eat your mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is all you need for lunch. It's it's a superfood. So once you've eaten your mayonnaise, then you gotta get a football. Uh, pigskin and you go play catch with your dad and he loves you and he tells you you're beautiful and strong and he's always loved you and you're his favorite son and he'll never ever leave you and he kisses you on your head and tucks you into bed and then you go okay time for a second lunch and you have three scoops of Neapolitan one two three and you eat that up you eat that up like a big strong the growing boy you are okay and then you go back on the computer and this time you go to a website called Brazzers.
2: Oh my god! And now
0: you look at it, <laughs> you look at a thing called you look at a thing called muscle twinks. <laughs> and these guys these guys are super super muscular, so they'll inspire you, and they're very strong, and they wrestle, and the muscle twinks wrestle each other, and you gotta go find someone. You go find your own muscle twink, and you can wrestle him. Okay, then it's time for dinner. So you get a Marie Callender's pot pie and you eat that up. You don't heat it up because the Illuminati wants you to heat it up. <laughs> but Louis Farrakhan said never heat it up. So you eat it up blah, 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 cold and Then you have four scoops of Neapolitan. You go to bed around 10.30 and while you're lying in bed you touch your toes touch, 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 so you need to touch your toes, <laughs> stretch. You listen to some Dua Lipa, and you say, don't start now if you want to see me dancing. Anyway, when you touch your toes, touch your toes and then you get a little bit of, uh, you make a little more mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And you put the mayonnaise in your hair just to kind of get your hair nice and moisturized and then you go to sleep and you wake up you do it all over again. So that is how, that's the morning routine of a Neapolitan mindset having Sigma King. So fellas, ladies, uh, if you want to Emulate that Neapolitan mindset. Turkey, hill, vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. Make money, fuck money, become money. Well, the
1: sweat has ran down, the sun has gone down, and the LA folks have left. It's a sad time, the end of our podcast, but it's a time when we need to thank our fans.
0: Yes. Big facts. You
1: guys, you make it. You make us do this. Seriously. I mean, come on. You guys, give yourself a little pat on the back.
0: Yeah, we're doing this. Or else this. we'll have to come and find you and do it for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get John Voight to pat you on the back. <laughs> Yawny. Listen, folks, if you're listening, if you've made it this far, if this is your first time or your, your fifth time, it doesn't matter because we love you and thank you for listening. Uh, if you're actually part of this movement if you're not just liking the pics you're actually listening and you can hear my voice right now when i tell you kid man you're something special and bing bang boom you and i are gonna take it to the top of this town and we're gonna buy some real estate
1: whatever we do for you make good memories remind you of childhood laugh cry cry. we cry you laugh that's how it goes yeah we do it for you Send in the clowns. Another Mayonnaise Monday. <laughs> I need- Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up!